Okay, yeah, go ahead and record. I like a little soft intro. Hi! Almost Modern Live, a podcast so butch, so mask. Almost Modern Live, a podcast. Are we surprised? No, but do we expect it? Yes. Recorded in front of a live studio audience. What? Like, maybe not. No. <laughs> was that as good for you as it was for me? Yeah, no. Make me big, Andy. Oh. Tyler. Make me big. Make me big. Oh no! I don't know what you're asking for. Make me big. No. Uh, Hi. Oh, wow. Boy. It is October of 2021, and we still can't figure out Zoom. Well, you know, I look. If I I live there. Oh, I'm huge. big now. Um, Not just you. We're big. We're big. <laughs> the name of our new podcast. We're big. We're big. <laughs> Oh man, welcome back everyone. It's been a hot second. It has. Um it's we're days as I was just saying, we're days deep into October. Days like, deep into spooky Yuki month, my favorite month. Yeah. We block party we on just the horizon. Took a one giant leap over September. Yeah, fuck September. I think it's the worst month. Wow, that's when my birthday is. I mean, that's fine. I don't think the people that were born there are the worst, but I well, just it's not, it's always like I, I I digress. August is the worst month. Sorry yes. to you, August people. Because it's so hot and for what? Yeah. September is September, like, has some moments. Yeah. And school starts. Well, I guess nowadays it kind of does start in August. Mine always start in August. Oh. August 7th. Yeah. I guess my little private school, we always started the day after Labor Day. Yeah. Well, we had stock shows and whatnot that people had to like get out for. So we had to anticipate yeah. the school basically closing for a week. Because, you know, if they don't have enough people in school, they have to close it. Like oh. there's there's a minimum of student attendance that are. Oh, okay. yeah. Or something like that. Anyway. Hi, I'm Tyler. And I'm Andy. And this is Homo's Modern, Modern Life. Life. Wow. A podcast where we don't. Where we're back. We're back. We're here. Wow. Oh, hmm. Interesting. interesting. Deep tease. Deep tease for our Deep guests tease. today. Uh, we have a very special guest. I think this was probably the most nervous I'd been interviewing somebody. But yeah. honestly, like the minute we started, I was like, oh, we good. Like, yeah. so good. So fun. I can't wait for you to hear them. I like, know. This, it's so weird because I would be probably really nervous if I were meeting somebody in real life yeah like that but it doesn't make me nervous over even, Zoom. also i feel like even if i were interviewing them in real life i wouldn't feel nervous i feel like there's just so much purpose to the interaction yeah and like i have a list of questions and yeah we're way more well, prepared but we can't say words <laughs> Um, and I'm, we're talking about it like you don't know who it is. It's yeah, it's probably, probably in the episode description. <laughs> yeah. It may not be in the title. It's, it's probably in the title. Yeah, promote uh, it. So yeah, it's you know. Yeah, we but, had a beautiful discussion today with Bob 
the drag queen. Yes. Which we recorded previously to this a few hours ago. Yeah. Because, you know, when you talk to f- busy, famous people. Yeah. We had a tight 45. <laughs> you got to yeah. go by their schedule. Yeah. You got to fake a doctor's appointment with your day job. Yeah. I didn't fake a doctor's appointment. I just said I had an appointment. I just said I had a call. Yeah. I mean, nothing was a lie. Nothing was a lie. <laughs> they were all vagaries. They, what? Vagaries. Vagaries. Like things that, Is that are vague. Is that a real word? Yes. Huh. I like that word. I should name an animal that. Yeah. Just be careful. Vagary. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, um, Andy, what's been new? What's happening? What's jiving? Um, let's see. Did we... Do you think we became more gay during the break? I think so. I mean, I um, have updated my underwear to much gayer things these days, which is oh, I love that. Um, something I don't really do. Mm-hmm. However, I think I've complained about this on the podcast before. They fix all my problems that I've ever complained about underwear and mm-hmm. the way that I am built. Mm-hmm. And... A uh, uh, couple recommendations. Andrew Christian's Show It. It's great. Also kind of makes you look bigger, but that really, it's again, more about my general comfort. Uh, your general comfort or your genital comfort? Both. Well. Um, and Aussie Bum's uh, Not the Wonder Jock, because that's very like Shinesty ball hammock situation. Hmm. But they have another one that's, oh my God, and I think enhance it. I mean, I know that it's all making, like I'm trying to make my junk bigger, but literally I'm just trying, trying to lift and separate. I'm trying to separate my balls from the inside of my thigh. Yes. And these hold it where it needs to go. Um, it's, you know. Because you know what we don't have time for is one of those ball powders. No. Oh my God, gross. Like what, I'm, I'm just creating paste. Is that what we're doing Like, here? I mean, what am I going to do? Like put that on so someone goes down there and like gets a nice whiff of like oh, gold bonds yeah no um so me what i've okay the ways i've become gayer mm-hmm. uh i went to horse meat disco in new york oh yeah uh that was like labor day weekend that was beginning of september mm-hmm. uh had a, an amazing time mm-hmm. that made me get the most severe strep of my life oh my god wait was that no that was before that was before yeah because i came over in a mask because we have those now that's true Mm -hmm. oh okay never mind yeah anyways so it was just a purely good time yeah you were sick (laughs) you probably were just like worn down yeah you had a a life moment uh yeah yeah i had i came back from new york feeling rather disillusioned about my life as New York will do. Um, yeah. And so then embarked on my journey to get my real estate license. And that is another way in which I've become Gayer. more gay. Yes. Um, you know, we're I'm approaching the halfway point with that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and yeah, who knows what will happen with it? I think it's great. You know, if nothing <clears throat> else, it'll help me in my current career. Um, or maybe it won't. And then there's something I have that I paid, what, like $200 to with a Groupon to right. do. So, I mean, no, I mean, well, there's there's a lot more steps after the market's finishing the course. Yeah, it's like intern shadowing hours. No. <laughs> well, what? sure. Yeah, to actually get into the field. Huh. Yeah. Anyways. I love that. Um, but yeah, 
I think those are, you know, becoming even more, a little more immersed in the circuit scene, the circuit situation. Yeah, and then... it's not as scary as, from what I hear. I'm not sure if I'm ready for it, but oh, I mean, I will be, I think, soon. I um, uh, have lost, I think I'm 15 pounds down since we last hmm. recorded. Um, in somewhat of a healthy way. I, well, I was about to say, I hesitate to congratulate you on that because I know part of it is because you started smoking again. <laughs> I started smoking cigarettes again. Now I'm back on the jewel. They also reduced my Wellbutrin. So I think that had a lot to do with it because mm-hmm. Wellbutrin is also a like smoking cessation, which is not why it was given to me, but that is like one of the like on label things that it does Doesn't but hurt. since the vivance is going up and working they've been dropping down the wellbutrin but i'm not really liking it so i just like want all the dopamine you know you give me all the drugs yeah i was fine i had a great little i, I was riding high in the best way Man. um uh spin closed uh and, and didn't really work out but uh honestly the biggest weight loss but they reopen they reopen now but the biggest weight loss happened during the move yeah. Because I did a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot of moving around. A lot of doing. I moved. I'm in a little one bedroom now. Oh, my God. One of the biggest things that happened to us over the break is we discovered the Habitat for Humanity Restore. Hello. Bitch, if you go on your phone, open maps, and look for Habitat for Humanity Restore. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a maze. Amazing. They get things from... <clears throat> like West Elm and Pottery Barn and like yeah. Crate and Barrel. Um, yeah, we got Tyler a couch for his new apartment yep. that was originally a $4,000 West Elm couch. Yep, which they were selling for $5.99. Mm-hmm. And when we got there, they had knocked it down to $2.99. Yeah. So less than 10% of the original cost on a West Elm. It's a great couch. Little piece. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess it's just like they they take in donate. Well, obviously, Habitat for Humanity builds houses for people that need them, right? But they can only build so fast, and they can only put so much furniture or or store fixtures yeah. or anything in them. Yeah, because people donate like building supplies to like mm-hmm. furnishing. So it literally is everything. You need some tile. You need a picture frame. You need um, a new uh, kitchen cabinet center. Yeah, it's, it's there. like my favorite kind of thrift store because i don't necessarily love going to thrift stores to no. look at clothes rich the whole thing i have love you... the, the little furniture and yeah etc well you've heard this whole thing that like rich people killed the thrift store well like you are like rich kids killed the thrift store because you used to be able to go and like find things i still think there is some benefit to going to thrift stores and like smaller towns about an hour or more away from bigger cities mm. Because there's a lot of old people that die, that stuff gets donated, you get a Dior cardigan for $2, you know? Um, yeah. That was what it was like in, in where I grew up, at least. Um, Good for them, wearing Dior cardigans. Right. Um, but this is kind of like untapped, in my opinion. It does feel that way because... Honestly, I don't think people think... I thought it was just uh, building supplies, so I never went until we were just driving by one day. Yeah, because when we first went in, they had I would say dozens of those West Elm couches mm-hmm. and we fully expected them to all be gone because somebody would 
buy them up and, and sell them at a higher price. Which please do like not do. No, don't do that. This is this is an honest business for honest people. But yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah. And it just felt I got yeah, exactly the color expensive. one I wanted. Yep. Um, it's I mean, guys, do yourself a favor. If you need new furniture, go there first. Like yeah. beautiful things. And like even when we were there, there were just boxes, like crates and crates of things that they haven't even gotten a chance to open yet. Yeah. Um, and these things come in box, like they are brand new, yeah. brand new things. Yeah. So yeah, I I found an even bigger one that had a lot of like small appliance type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's like three here. So four here. even if you oh. need appliances, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean one of the uh, one of the best things that happened to us over I September. Think so. I think so. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Um yeah, I, I really there's just too much to catch people up on. I know. I'm like everything that happened. Um, I had a birthday. You had I a birthday. 29. We went to Rainforest, we went to Rainforest Cafe. Cafe for my birthday because oh, I appreciate camp. It was so good. <laughs> my food was good. It was surprisingly was upkept considering I haven't been there in Agreed. 10 years. I expected it to be decrepit. Yeah. Uh, rusty, dusty. Dusty at least. Because yeah. those leaves, all those leaves. Who's I, dusting all those leaves? Who is doing it? It. I mean, like, they must have a routine. I also learned that there's a dinosaur version of that. There is um, an underwater version of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and something else animal related. But now I, like, want to go to all of them. There's another one in Texas, but I think it's, like, uh, near the coast yeah. or something like that. Um, I thought it was great. And then we did an escape room, which is probably the best escape room I've ever done. Like it was the most immersive. It was, I guess yeah. I would say. Um, and I would, even with- I will say they rated it a nine out of 10 on difficulty. I, I didn't feel that way until the very end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We only used one hint. Yeah. Out of three. Yeah. So, but I even with eight people though, like it didn't seem like there were too many people doing too many things. Like everybody needed to be doing things. Yeah. So I thought it was great. Um yeah. what else happened? Uh you threw a birthday party for your dog. Uh Arlo turned one. She a one year old. Uh she's living her best life. She is still a happy-go-lucky little thing. Mm-hmm. She loves her new apartment. She's scared of the new Roomba, but Ooh, we're getting there. Uh, she was doing fine yesterday until it uh, ran into her leg. And she <laughs> was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no, this thing is here to yeah. attack me. Yeah, she had accepted that it doesn't interact with her yeah. until that moment. Now she hears the little, anytime it beeps, she like goes and looks at it and waits for it to start running. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, uh, I was kind of seeing someone before I'm not now, so I'm available. You send your, uh, applications in. Andy is also available. Um, continually. Can, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a good, it was a good little break. I think I needed it. Mm-hmm. I also considering that I feel like I had nothing planned i still felt like i was incredibly busy yeah um and especially with work i got to finally do some like on-site stuff um which was nice but oh i started kickball again yeah that's been keeping me busy socially yeah um it's it's amazing i had only ever played 
in gay kickball leagues when I was the captain of the team and tried to bring my not so sporty friends on to play with me. Uh, you know, just just trying to make things work. But yeah. I joined somebody else's team this time. It was a well-known winning Being a team. captain is a, is a yeah. lot of work and I just didn't want to do that again. Uh, and yeah, I don't think I could have convinced my friends to to do that again. You probably could have gotten me because Avi, but... Yeah, that doesn't really make a team. No. And like, I wasn't the worst player, but I'm not good. Yeah. So the team <laughs> I'm playing on now is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think anybody's scored more than one point against us. And the, our past two games, Wild. we had to end... Mercy roll. Mercy roll, yeah. They ended early within like 30 minutes. So, yeah, because uh, I was going to come up. I I was I had to spin because it just opened again. She almost died. But by the time I texted you, you were like, oh, yeah, we're done. It's done. We're everything's over. I was like, OK. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. Anyway, guys, welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to season three. Believe it or not. Believe it or not. I call them seasons. Well, grouping. Uh, grouping three, uh, a collection three, volume three. The doesn't period matter. Of, the period of time in which Tyler gets the urge to change the logo. Yes, uh, which is coming. Um, but we have. I'm really excited for this season. Colin has done some amazing work. Uh, on top of Bob, who we're about to talk to. Um, we have some really amazing guests already lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, you know, this is the season of like rebirth, redo, redecorate, and yeah. re <laughs> restore. <laughs> restore. <laughs> well, uh, we're gonna take a very quick break. Don't go anywhere. When we return, we're joined with the one, the only, Bob the Drag Queen. Just drag, a, miss the drag queen miss herself. Miss the drag queen herself in just a moment. Welcome back, everybody. We are joined with a very special guest today. The one, the only, the magnificent Bob, the drag queen. Bob, welcome. All that, the one, the I mean, I guess I am <laughs> the, the one and only. I mean, there might be another. I, there have been a few drag queens around the world who've been inspired to, to take on my surname. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the drag queen? Yeah, there, I've met a few of the drag queens, actually, in my day. Amazing. Yeah. Well, we couldn't give your full credits because you've just done so many projects. You mm-hmm. know, how would I mean, obviously, most people know you as the winner of season eight of RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. But I did, you know, you've gone on to do so much more than that. Yeah. I was reading some article the other day and it was like, <laughs> it was like, Bob is taking on some small acting roles. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I can't remember what publication it was. And it was like, Bob has gone on to do some very minute, I mean, teeny tiny, teeny little, like, ugh, minute <laughs> acting roles. Mm-hmm. She does it all. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we all saw you in Lucifer on Netflix. I was, uh, I was a hot minute Lucifer. ago. Yes. So, well, and we also see you nowadays on TikTok. 
Yeah, I love where, TikTok. I, I almost know, have two million that. subscribers now. I just I was just looking at TikTok, and I have one point eight million Congrats. subscribers, which is so wild because I just joined it during the pandemic because I was bored, and now it's like all these <laughs> all these people are following me on on the talk. I feel like that is the millennial story. We all held out, and then we ran out of things to do, so we were all yeah. like. You know, let's let's go. You know, and then the Gen Zs are like, "Who are all these old people taking over the app?" <laughs> like, we're yeah, the ones with well, so- Instagram, popular bitch. We know what we're doing. We did this whole thing with Instagram one time. We did it with Vine. <laughs> we know what we're up to. Yeah, yeah. So most of the TikToks I see of yours are like your reactions to other people's TikToks or like to trends going on. So like, I wanted to know what are your favorite and least favorite TikTok trends right now. Okay, I really um, love this. It's like a Halloween trend right now. It sounds so like uh-huh. violent, but it's this one and this one this this singer screaming murder, and then you like you stab the camera, but when you stab it, you pull it back, and then you're in a whole new look, and the whole oh. thing is like, ah! and then it's like chop chop, and then when it pulls back, you're in like this like glamorous or creepy. Halloween inspired look. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I try to stay off ooky spooky TikTok. So maybe that's why I haven't seen that one. Well, fun fact around 3 a.m., TikTok gets really scary. Like around 3 a.m., TikTok's TikTok's like, have you ever heard of a skinwalker? Do you know that people are murdered? And like three people this week were murdered while watching TikToks in their home. Have you noticed that break ins and this? And and it's like right around like 3 a.m., TikTok gets mad creepy. Yeah, that very kind of like, uh, what is it? I always forget her name, Louis Lane, Louis Lane Lane something that does the like, oh my God, ghosts in the apartment. This woman has a whole TikTok story. Like, oh man, it gets wild. That's not what I'm there for. Love some rabbit <laughs> Another lady on TikTok whose like whole thing is like doing everything you're not supposed to do. She's like, all right, join me tonight. I'm going to look in the mirror and say Candyman while walking under a ladder holding a black cat. <laughs> and, um you know, like every day, like, we're gonna walk between a pole. I'm, we're gonna, she like calls demons. I'm gonna, all right, guys, I found this book, how to summon a demon. I'm gonna try to summon a demon tonight. Join me on TikTok. <laughs> Here it has and she happened. lives. I yeah. I this love other it. girl did this one thing where she was like, this one person was like, whatever you do, don't do this one thing. She was like, no, 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 I'm gonna do it because I want it to happen. And I don't think it will. So she was, she sold her soul to the devil to for fame. <laughs> Um, but I don't think she got famous. I don't either. The well, devil, I mean, like, maybe the devil either rejected her offer or isn't real. Or yeah, it's like, I you're mean, too so hard of a project. Sometimes, like, sometimes people are so lonely. They're just going to say Beetlejuice three times to like have some company. Yeah, exactly. Beetlejuice. Honestly, if Michael <laughs> Keaton from the nineties came to hang out with me, I'd be because <laughs> Michael Keaton, do we, do we talk often enough about how Michael Keaton is a great actor? We always say Michael Keaton's a great actor, but like the range from Batman to Beetlejuice, to Birdman. We don't talk about that enough. No, not at all. (laughs) Like he's a really campy actor and no one ever talks about how campy he, I mean. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, you're talking about like very camp stuff, but yeah. yeah. But the range, Mary, Birdman was, Birdman was campy, but also some really serious, did you see Birdman? Yeah. I didn't. I've seen years ago. Canceled. Did anything like Squid Game? I it is that. not. It is not. It is not like Squid Game. Okay, it's basically. Well. It's basically he plays himself. Like it's like he's playing himself, and he's playing an actor who used to be a famous superhero in a movie, 
Yeah. And now he's trying to be a serious actor. Oh, yeah. I see. Is he's also same vein as like Tim Curry. Also same range of like oh gosh, yeah. Across the board, I think. Yeah. Agreed. I love it. Um, well, kind of speaking of you know all of your credits and everything you've done and actors, um, you've really done so many different forms of entertainment: stand up, stage acting, like Angels in America, screen mm-hmm. acting, competition reality, unstructured reality. What has really been your favorite that you've done so far? Oh, I mean, I think that working on a We're Here has been really magnificent and wonderful for a lot of reasons. I mean. I really get to, like, I love acting. I, actually went to, I went to school for acting. So I I love getting a chance to like play a character. Angels in America was also really fun. I think what I love about We're Here is like, I get to perform and I get to be myself. Like it's not yeah, fully yeah. a character. I get to do a lot of different, you know, connect with people. It's a really meaningful project that I've been working on. And, and Angels in America was also really amazing. It was, it was six months of my life where I was doing eight shows a week. And um, it was a really, like, it was like a, it's a Broadway schedule, eight shows a week, you know what I mean? Um, and it was really, I enjoyed myself doing that show, like, a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I heard you talking on sibling rivalry about having to cry eight times a week, which sounds really uh, taxing. <laughs> But yeah, but I was just talking about sibling rivalry. Yeah, that was just just talking about the podcast, honey. Yeah, (laughs) I hadn't even gotten to talking about Angels in America yet. No, it was really tough, and and I also was working with some really amazing and seasoned actors. And you know, I had taken a really big break from stage acting, like a really big break from stage, like ten years, and then I came back in Angels in America, and I really was pushing myself on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you go to school for acting? Not to brag, but a little college you've never heard of called Columbus State University in Columbus, Georgia. I I actually have heard of that. Columbus, Georgia? Columbus. Columbus, Not even the one in Ohio? Not the one in Ohio. Not as famous, um, but every bit as problematic. Columbus, Georgia. um, And I I studied theater education. Uh, I was going to be, I was going to, I could have been your kid's drama teacher. I love that. <laughs> uh, Better be happy that a drag happened because I could have been <laughs> Mr. Caldwell, your teacher's, your, your kid's drama teacher. Oh, gosh. Uh, not to like brag on my limited sports knowledge, which could be eliminated, but aren't those the Bulldogs or am I thinking of a different? You really disgraced. No, I was kidding. Uh, <laughs> the, the, you're thinking UGA. They're the, they're oh. the Go dog. We were gotcha. the cougars. We were the cougars. Oh, yeah. better. Yeah. There's the UGA is the dogs. Georgia Tech is the Hornets, uh, and Columbus State is the Cougars. Really interesting predators in Georgia. Yeah. yeah. So how did you get from theater school to drag, or did you go from theater school to stand up to drag? You know, honestly, the two theater school and drag really go hand in hand. There's a joke in New York City that AMDA stands for the American Music and Drag Academy, because so many of the people who go to AMDA end up doing drag. Uh, Crystal Demure, Marty Gold Cummings, um, Jada Balenciaga. So many of the people who went to AMDA ended up becoming drag queens. Uh, Paige Turner. I could be here forever uh, naming all the people. (laughs) But um, I went to theater school. I moved to New York City to be a stand-up comedian and an actor. And then when I got here, I, I had been writing stand-up for like two years before I ever actually tried it. And then when I finally tried it, the first time I did it, I was actually in drag. So my first night performing in drag was a stand-up comedy. 
I love that. I feel like that's if I actually I would need to be in drag for that. There's definitely a different level level of confidence and freedom that I feel I mean. that drag <laughs> provides that makes it just, you know, I even a little bit this, easier. I will say this. It is easier as a famous drag queen. When I was mm-hmm. not a famous drag queen, it's actually not easier. It is uh people really look at you and are they think I'm gonna be like, I'm a man in the dress. <laughs> 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 These aren't my real titties. I think it's what they're expecting from me. Yeah. But my my comedy is a little more nuanced than that. Mm-hmm. Um and like I, I did last comic standing as a comedian years ago in drag. Oh, really? And mm-hmm. I did not make like I got like I think I got like one word out and they were like, boo, you suck. Like really early <laughs> in the process. Yeah. People were not afraid to be critical. You know, they they have like a video, like these little video packages. And this uh-huh. one was like all the freaks. It was like a clown and like a guy in a gorilla suit and like someone who does like rodeo humor. And then they was played me. like little circus music under it. Like, <laughs> I mean, basically, and it was, oh my goodness. they put me in that same group, except I did not get through, but I was only there for like a few seconds. And that was the year that they put the gorilla, the guy in the gorilla suit through. Oh no. Um, that was the year of that's, the gorilla. Uh, that's mm-hmm. demoralizing. <laughs> But to be well, fair, the guy in the gorilla suit was was very funny. <laughs> well, you made it. Uh, you know, you went through Drag Race, and now yeah, you're where's that here gorilla and... bitch now? Where is that? <laughs> oh, yeah, what the fuck now. is he doing? <laughs> yeah, you gorilla ass bitch. Now, what are you doing with your life, huh? I'm kidding. No shade to the gorilla. Not I mean... on HBO, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, so, what was the process like for getting cast on We're Here? Or um, becoming an executive producer on We're Here, as it were. Well, I it was a phone call. I, you know, I think it was my work on RuPaul's Drag Race that actually, um, like, had them reach out to me. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, that that's basically. I, I got I got a cold call. I was in the airport coming back from this Kesha cruise, and then it was Stephen Warren, who's the one of the creators of the show, was like, "Hey, I want you to." I have a show I want to talk to you about. I want you to be in it and you got to call me. I can't talk about it on the phone. You had to come to this restaurant and we have to talk in person. Yeah. Um, so here I am. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Uh, Cause last night we watched uh, thankful to HBO sent us screeners uh, for season two. So we watched the first. Are they sent you screeners? No I'm kidding. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> also, by the way, uh, I just, I we'll tell you what happens. His name is Mel Silverback. So the gorilla. <laughs> So Mel Silverback, uh, if you're listening, if you're by any chance listening to this, um, yeah, to the podcast, podcast of two homosexuals in Dallas. Also, is Silverback his real last name, or is that a gorilla reference? Mary, you think? Do you I think mean, my is, is Bob's last name the drag? <laughs> yeah. You think my real last name is the drag? You are. You're, you know what? It, honestly, I do love people like you. Actually, by the way, did you see they they posted on Deadline this morning that they have actually mm. decided like every you know how they change words. Miriam Webster decided to take the word gullible out of the dictionary. Isn't that crazy? Taylor, don't. You know, for like three <laughs> seconds. <laughs> three You're seconds. Like, Why would they do that? Anyway, I just have a lot of in trust. In a deadline article of all things. I just have a lot of trust in people. So <laughs> Betraying people's trust is one of my favorite pastimes. So you and I are going to have a lot of fun together, buddy. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, so we... We watched the first three episodes and last night I was thinking, I was like, like, how, why did they choose you three? Obviously you're all amazing. 
But I was like, I think it has a lot to do because there are certain drag queens that I've been friends with or not even friends with that I've like met for a night. And they're the ones like you sit down and like you tell the whole life story over a pack of Marlboros. And like, that's the kind of like attitude and like, uh, you know, persona that you bring. And I also think that that's kind of something all three of you share because you genuinely care about people well i do care about people i do not want to give anyone the impression that if you come to me in the middle of the night <laughs> i will not listen to your life story i want to make that abundantly clear i am i am very kind but i will not listen to your if i'm at work in uh, bag, i'm not going to spend my night listening to you uh while you uh poison me with secondhand smoke about your childhood trauma <laughs> Um, but I do have a great, I do have an ability to have genuine connections with mm -hmm. a lot of people though. Yeah, absolutely. So one of my favorite things, especially, uh, in Are the show, no. no, no. Okay. <laughs> Why? Are you seeing something there? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know. You, you kind of look a little bit alike. You know how those like, you no, know, the that, that happens. We've gotten... Lot. We've definitely had the brothers question before. Which are you the same size? Uh, no. We can fit in the same clothes. We're not necessarily well, see, the same that size. That must be great. You, <laughs> you, you two can have a lot of like great moments because you're. I mean, you can wear you can wear each other's clothes. You, your style of dress isn't completely unsimilar. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I feel you know like we've I mean? just like imprinted slowly. You know, and your hair is these. just swooping in opposite directions. <laughs> yeah. It's no, um, no, we're just we're, we're you know best friends. You know, like, would you ever date Monet? Who knows? Maybe one day. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Monet's tight. Monet likes him a little more tough than me, and I'm very yeah. dainty and gentle. Yeah, <laughs> um, Monet likes rough it. trade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have multiple partners, correct? Yes, all two of them. All two of them. Yes, uh, two. Yes, two. I didn't know if you'd added any to the roster. I, no, there's no yeah. one's added to the to the bevy of beauties. It's just the two. Just the two. <laughs> just the two. Uh, do you have any advice on having multiple partners? Multiple. You know, things? I do have advice, but it's not fun advice. Uh, it is open and honest communication. I wish I could be like. Classic. Hey, you really, and by the way, that is the advice for having one partner or having friends or yes. having coworkers <laughs> or having um, a business partner or having um, anything. You really need to be openly and honestly communicating with people in your life when you feel good, when you feel bad, when you feel sad. If you, if someone's doing a good job, tell them. If they look beautiful, tell them. If you're a coworker, if you're if you're if your podcast partner is doing a great job, let them know. If they've said something that that kind of uh that that that, that left you feeling a little odd, let them know then and there. Don't wait, you know. Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. That's why I love lang my love language is words of affirmation because I need mm -hmm. it all of the time. Uh <laughs> my love language for giving love is typically gifts and words of affirmation. And I prefer to receive words of affirmation. Uh, I mm -hmm. am, my love language is not touch. <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch me. Do not. I I love this, like when I, when I used to do drag con, I used to like, I used to get like in trouble online. I really in trouble. People get mad because I had a, like, when you come to my booth, the person right before you get to me is like, just so you know, you can't hug. There's no hugging. Like, oh. please don't, please don't hug. You Bob. know, I was at, um, I was at like a home goods the other day and I saw this piece of word art 
that was, you know, because, you know, they have the shittiest word art in there. And it was like drag gold, drag metallic font. Oh, I mean, it's all live, laugh, love bullshit. <laughs> and this, it no, was like you know, gold the owner of Home font. Goods listens to this podcast. What are you going to do now? Well, we can yeah. only hope. I mean, like, still sponsor us a sponsorship. So, yeah. Goddamn. <laughs> uh and gold metallic font it said okay with talking but not touching you know honestly and I like that. honestly yeah <laughs> but also like, i was I, like who's hanging us in their home that is a me you know the answer is me <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really don't like when you go to shake someone's hand and they go i'm a hugger bitch i'm not that's why i offered my hand mm. i don't want to <laughs> hug you and you're like, lucky did, for the hand i did this for yeah. a reason I'm a hugger. I'm not a hugger. And they never wait until you respond. They just hug you and say out loud, I'm a hugger. This is you a PSA. Don't this? do it tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All the time. It's- I actually, actually remember, like, in one of the episodes we watched last night, you had a very healthy exchange like that with one of the drag babies. You, mm-hmm. It was like, he's, he stuck out his hand and you were like, oh, is that what we're doing? He's like, no, we can do whatever you want. And then you said, okay, well, I would like to hook. I also and, say, um, you know, that's how it should go. When someone hugs me um, without like consent first, and I will hug certain people. It depends on how I'm feeling in the moment, where I am, what I'm wearing. Did I did I sleep a lot that day? And they just hug me. I just go, oh, we're hugging. I always say that. Oh, we're hugging. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love Read it. between the lines. Well, also talking about uh, we're here. I think one of my favorite, uh, you know, design choices. Mm. Or is the buses, um, especially oh, yeah. the Bob Purse bus? How much influence did you have in that design and of your like safe space? There's the the big Bob Birkin bag. I, I mean, I think that's one of my <laughs> favorite colors. My favorite color is yellow and drag. Mm. And um, I mean, they know that I do purse first, and then they just went. They went with it. They they went there. Went. You know, we didn't do like final say and final approval. They just showed us what mm-hmm. they had. And we we're like, oh, I love this. Yeah. Yeah. Did you and- ever have to drive the bus? <laughs> I, well, in the first season, I actually did not have a driver's license, so I was not allowed to drive the bus under any circumstances. <laughs> um, and I think you also need a special permit to drive the buses because they are like essentially they're like they're um, under the the whatever. The legal thing is like parade floats. So I can't just get in oh the bus goodness. and like just drive it to the store. You have to like, they literally have to like shut down the street, get like a parade license to like drive these <laughs> buses. Like you, got, you literally have to like call the city ahead of time and be like, we're going to bring these three parade floats in. Especially oh my God. Eureka's with the ears, I'm sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. You had the most streamlined one, honestly. It was, yeah. For a, speed. A, a big Birkenbag. Yeah. My, mine definitely wins in the race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe that's like when whenever y'all decide the show's like over, over, and you just want to like race the buses. Yeah, just race the You're buses thinking, or do on, like Thelma and Louise off the edge yes. of the cliff. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. Oh, yeah. So was, I mean, I I'm guessing that's how like the design consultations go for the I don't know what to call them. Are they contestants? Everyone says contestants, but I'm always like, I mean, there's no competing. Like, no one on our show is competing for anything. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Um, they are our drag kids. Participants. Well. I call them drag. Yeah. They are drag kids. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. So the the consultations for that are usually like, here's some fun facts, and then they spin it into a a look. Yeah. So I mean, so basically, we 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 learn a little bit about them before we meet them because there there are like casting videos and stuff, and then yeah, once we meet them, we hear their stories, and then we we me, Shangela, and Eureka, we each we actually each craft 
these numbers. Like we, we're like, there's not like a secret team behind the scenes making these numbers and me and Shangela and Rika just act like we came up with them. We each actually come up with the numbers for our drag kids. And I think you can see that in the show. You can see that we each have like our own flavor in our performances. Yeah. Um, and then we uh, we talk to our teams, which include hairstylists, uh, makeup artists, choreographers, and costume designers. And then mm-hmm. um, we all uh, sit down with the drag kids and we um, and we pitch it to them. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Well, I also wanted to ask too, what uh, aspects of queer life in America really led you to um, do and be a part of a show like this? I mean, like, how did I end up here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I was thinking about myself the other day. I think I was doing something. I was, um, I was doing a, a, a video for Coach. I'm, I'm one of Coach's ambassadors. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of sitting there and I was like, how did I end up here? <laughs> like, I took <laughs> a lot of turns and each turn led me directly here. And, I, you know, I think it was obviously, you know, moving to New York City, becoming a drag queen, going on RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, traveling. And I think also making myself my actual personality available to people online. I, I've Between my podcast, my YouTube page, I've given people access to my actual personality and not like a, a curated, um, not just through acting and film and stuff. Yeah, a real honest window into the yeah. life of... Yeah. Bob, yeah. Yeah. And has doing work here changed your perspective on drag at all? Or uh, has it changed how others perceive your drag? Well, I think because I I have this like big TV show that I'm on and I'm on like billboards and stuff. I think people see I'm probably in another like, oh, wow, you're really one of the queens who's really doing it. Um, but I still have the same love for drag I had back when I saw my first episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, back when I saw Tuong Fu you know, on my uncle's water mattress, um, I still, I still <laughs> have the same love and reverence for drag. Yeah. I mean, to me, like, the we're here is very uh, Priscilla and Tu Wong Fu, yeah. you know, mashed up together, which I love. Yeah. I mean, so was a big part of my childhood. I used to go to visit my uncle in, in Atlanta when I was living in Columbus, Georgia. And um, I would just, I would always come over, he'd always bake apples. Mm-hmm. Like delicious baked apples that he would make so good and um while the, uh, the rest of the family would be in the living room i would just be in his room by myself on his waterbed watching tuong fu like <laughs> on loop yeah i love that and so what are some takeaways that you hope the viewers have from we're here well i, I that's the, i don't want anyone to get one specific thing i hope everyone gets what they yeah. need you know what I mean? I feel like based on your life experience, you're going to get something different out of we're here. I think that cis straight people are going to get something. I think queer people are going to get something. I think lesbians, trans people, non-binary people, mm-hmm. people. I hope that the queer people feel seen. I hope they don't feel alone, especially if they live in these small towns. I hope that a lot of the cis straight people, especially if they have queer people in their family or in their workplaces or in their life, they have a better understanding for what it is to navigate America as a marginalized person. I hope that people see in stories of indigenous people in our show and connect to that, mm-hmm. to people of color. Um, I really hope that there's a, a level of understanding that people have from watching the show and a level of being seen, you know? It's not really just about drag right which I think is probably a big reason a lot of people start watching it but it really is kind of like the story and the evolution and the metamorphosis that 
yeah everyone goes you've never seen so many diverse stories on one show before yeah so the thing about we're here i say i say this a lot um it's like little shop of horrors like little shop isn't really about a talking plant it has it there is a talking plant that (laughs) sings it is true but it's really about greed it's about desire it's about feeling unseen it's about Mm -hmm. getting power um, it's about how power can corrupt. That's what Little Shop is about. And We're Here isn't really about the drag. There is some amazing drag. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it is some of the best drag on television. Yeah, uh, it's every look is gorgeous. Oh, I mean, the the work that these teams, big shout out to Domino Couture, um, Diego Montoya, Casey Caldwell, Patrick Howell, and Marco Marco for making some of these truly amazing and stunning looks that we get to wear on this show. Um, those are our, our head designers on our show. Um, but yeah, it's really not about the drag. It's really about connecting on a human level and we get to look beautiful while we're doing it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if I can ask too, what were your kind of like favorite or least favorite things about being on location or you know, do any towns stand out uh, for so you? I lived in New York City for 12 years and I live I lived in Los Angeles for a year and I lived in Atlanta from like seventh grade to 12th grade. So I, since I moved out of my small town, like the last small town I lived in was probably Columbus, Georgia. And before that, their towns are even smaller than that. But mm-hmm. like these small towns are really shut down. Like if you want to eat after eight o'clock, bitch, good luck. Like yeah. it's just like everything closes and I'm like, I'm hungry. I, I did not plan <laughs> properly <Yeah>. at all. <laughs> I don't live here. So I don't have a grocery. I don't have a, a fridge full of groceries and Mary, I am hungry, hungry. Like I'm hungry. So <laughs> things closing really early is really not my fantasy. I, 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 that, that part is really tough actually. Yeah. yeah. Agree. Um, are there any like particular off screen stories that we didn't, get to see in season one or from season two that you could tell us? One of my favorites is um, we, were, we all went bowling as like a little kiki. And some people may have seen this. I posted on my Instagram. We all went bowling and um, Shangela was doing really poorly. I mean, like really <laughs> not doing a good job at all. And I said, Shangela, you have to bowl it and you have to hit a dip right when the pins hit and you're going to get a strike, I promise. So I filmed it in <laughs> slow motion and it was absolutely amazing. Like she like, and we all just kind of went up and we're like screaming and going crazy. We could not believe that we like, that we got this moment on camera. <laughs> you just had to translate it to Shangela's language. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. I love that. <clears throat> well, I think, um, again, we got the chance to see the season premiere of the season. And I think one of the coolest things is you got the chance to go back to um, Spartanburg, I believe is the town where yeah. you guys basically had to kind of shut it down, uh, from COVID last time. Um, I kind of, we fully got shut down. There was no kind of maybe the entire production, everyone got sent home, um, because of, because of coronavirus, uh, like it was the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. But were you surprised by the changes that, those three had gone through in the the time that you left them? Well, okay, so I actually hadn't spoken to um, Noah or Owen or Patty. Um, mm-hmm. Like, well, I knew Patty. I've known Patty O'Furniture for years, actually. 
but Olin and Noah, I didn't even meet them. Like I, I don't, I never even saw them once because wow. we left yeah. so early. So wow. the only person I did see was actually Faith. And it was really remarkable. She went through a lot of change with her family. I think that COVID may have um, helped them learn a lot of stuff about each other, which was really nice to see. Yeah, I love it. And did you, do you still have, or did you complete the tattoo that she started? I have it. Yeah, I have it right here and I'm not wearing pants. So I could show you if I really wanted to. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Uh, awesome. Well, I think we have to wrap up here, yeah. um, but we want to know if there are any other projects that you have coming out that we should be looking out for. Of course. So, you know, I am um, um, in 2022, Monet and I will be going on tour with Sibling Rivalry Live, Ooh. which is very, very love exciting. That. And, um, and I'm always working on something. I've, I've been writing a book, um, which is really fun. Um, and I'm always working on stuff on my YouTube page. I love it. Amazing. And for We're Here season two, uh, what can we expect? What are you excited for us to see? The, this drag is just so phenomenal. The costumes are so beautiful. The stories we're yeah. telling are really amazing. I'm so grateful to the people who are letting us tell their stories on TV, the, in, the the places we go, the stories we tell, they're so important. They are just so important. And I just cannot wait for everyone to see them. I love it. We're, we're excited. Ex yeah, we're excited for it to come out and continue watching. Um, uh, we're here premieres on October 11th, Monday. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you still have a DVR, that's weird, but go ahead and set it. Um, <laughs> otherwise find it on HBO, HBO max, but yep. Bob, thank you so much for being here. It is an honor and a blessing to have you. Um, and we're excited for everyone to see what you've got up next. My pleasure. Thank you so much. You all be well. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. This has been a Homeless Modern Life production. Thanks for listening. If you want more, check out our sister show, HML Political Hookup, at HML Political Hookup on Instagram. If you want to see what we're up to, you can visit our website, homosmodernlife.com. And if you want to get in touch, you can reach out to us at homosmodernlife at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can cover your body with our merch at HML Shop on Instagram. If you're feeling generous, you can send us a cash tip on Venmo at Homo's Modern Life. Or send us a cash tip on Cash App, dollar sign Homo's Modern Life. Fare thee well.